everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 23rd, 2022. Wow. I think uh, everybody just can exhale tonight, Dave, right? What? What? I think a you weekend. called it. I think you called it a week ago. Do you remember what you said a week ago? No. You can't beat the NFL. What the NFL right. does is amazing. The fact what? that all four games came down to uh, the end, as you said, everyone can exhale. What a weekend. What a weekend. And and look, I'm going to start with something that I wasn't 100% sure I was going to talk about on the show, but I thank Dan Williams because I talked to Dan Williams about something going on away from the show. And Dan said, you absolutely have to do it. And I said, okay, so we'll, we'll go back, Dave. About five weeks ago, uh, I go to Kaiser. I go to Kaiser once a year and give blood and, and have my blood checked. And it's pretty routine, right? It comes back and they're like, you know, some OKG numbers fucked up and you're <laughs> a moron and everything else. But basically, you're okay for another year. Uh, the one from about five weeks ago freaked me out, though, this time because I got a call within about two days from a doctor over there. And she said, hey, uh, we don't like what we're seeing. Wow. We don't like what we're seeing. And when you kind of push came to shove, she said it kind of looks like it could be a sign of cancer. And so for me. You say what kind? Uh, colon cancer okay. they were worried about. And so remember, I've talked about my buddy Cheech on this show a lot. Yeah. And my buddy Cheech uh, in 2016 was dealing with some stuff, but he was a dealer at Pachanga and didn't want to go get anything checked out because he was afraid he would lose his shifts. And Cheech was diagnosed with stomach cancer on March 1st and was dead May 1st, literally two months. And so when Kaiser tells you, hey, we're concerned that you may have colon, that there may be colon cancer, uh, you immediately, well, I'll just say for me, uh, you immediately start thinking the worst. Of course. And for me, doesn't take much to know that the most important part of my life day in and day out are my 14-year-old twin boys. And you start thinking about, like, fuck, what's going to happen? Like, where are we going to go? Well, then, uh, me being me, uh, anytime, like, over the last five weeks that you'd feel any kind of tinge, like you feel anything in your ribs, oh, that's a tumor. That's a tumor. Fuck, there you go. That's great. I got stage 49 cancer. Ah, fuck, I'll probably be dead tonight. I probably won't wake up tomorrow. And then the uh, tinge goes away. You're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Bullshit. Don't get confident, pretty boy. You're fucking dead. That stage, what did I just say? 47. 49. Yeah, 49 cancer. Fucking nobody comes back from that. So, uh, <laughs> so they said the words that every person loves to hear. And that is... Uh, Hey, you got to get in, man. You got to get in for a colonoscopy. And Dave, I said, well, what if we just run the blood test again? They said, no, you know what we'll do? We'll run the colonoscopy test. That'll do that. And so I think for everybody, you think about that, and it just sounds like the absolute worst thing in the world. And so they scheduled it out four weeks ago. Yeah. So, for, so for four goddamn weeks, not only was I thinking that I had stage 51 cancer and that I'd be dead in six days. But then I also knew that I was going to have to deal with the nightmare of a colonoscopy. And yeah. the colonoscopy, when we sat in here Wednesday night, uh, and really going back to what you said the show last week, Dave, I was in a fog because it was scheduled it for this past Friday. Now, only people that knew, um, Jack and Cade knew, Right, they were in on the loop from day one. Their mom knew. 
I hadn't even said anything to Dave. I told Dave Wednesday night. I yeah, didn't after the show. Any, yeah, I didn't say anything to anybody. And so I just, I just want to say this for anybody that's male, female, and if you're over the age of 50, I cannot encourage you enough to do this. And I just took the mindset that, all right, whatever's going to happen on Thursday and whatever's going to happen on Friday is going to happen and then I can get hopefully get back on with my life because what they tell you is we feel like we can go in and if there's any challenges, we can get rid of it in the moment and you're sound asleep, you won't know anything and off you go. The weird thing was sitting here, I think we were sitting here uh, last week and all of a sudden, David felt like every TV show I watched for like the last five days had some reference to colonoscopy. I was watching oh, wow. a succession and they're like, well, this is the colon. And you're like, God, okay. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Here you go. Okay. I've staged 31 cancer and I'm dead. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Okay. I get it. Enjoy your life. So the first part that they, everybody hears about is the fact that they, you have to flush your system. You have to flush yeah. your system. And, uh, and I was really, really freaked out. And then Dave, your sister Lisa, who I love to death like family, wrote something that fired me up so much and I'll be indebted to Lisa forever. I had been so in my own head. And she wrote on Facebook on Tuesday, hey, if you're over 50, go get a colonoscopy. I did it, it saved my life. I did. And I was like, yeah, you know, fuck it. I'm gonna stop taking this like, it's a bad thing. And I'm going to take it like, if they find something, this is going to be a good thing. So get fired up. And it just changed my whole attitude. So for anybody that doesn't know, you can't eat anything on Thursday the day before. Yeah. And at Wednesday night, I went to Kaiser and you pick up this thing, Dave. It looks like the jug that they put like uh, grass seed in. You know, like a lawn boy yeah. or who is Scott's turf builder? I'm like, God, I don't have, there's no, there's nothing wrong in the backyard. And you're looking, it's just this big goddamn pile of powder. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's a lot. Lady's like, yeah. And I go, okay, well, let's fucking go here, kid. Pass that over. So you take this thing and it, I swear to God, it looks like a, a gas can. And... You can mix it with water. You can mix it with ginger ale. You can do whatever you want to do. I mixed it with Sprite. Okay. So it's, David it ends up being four liters. That's a lot, dude. That's a lot. Who are you telling? <laughs> so, that is a lot. <laughs> so it's, it's two liters of Sprite, and you put it in there. Yeah. And then another two liters, and you're shaking this thing up like crazy. You're like, God damn. Thing's 90 pounds. So if you do it, yeah. I'll tell anybody the quick thing. Two quick things. One, what I did was I went on Amazon because I didn't have a small like a uh, thermos cooler. Not talking like a thermos like you put chicken noodle soup yeah. in. I mean like a cooler for yeah. the beach. So I got a cooler. I filled this thing with ice and you start drinking it at six o'clock. So at three o'clock, I had everything mixed and it went on the ice. And you're drinking it, Dave, 10 ounces every 15 minutes. You drink three liters on Thursday night and then the final liter on Friday morning. So you start drinking it. How sick are you of the taste by now? 
well, it's funny. They say get something that uh, you don't mind yeah. ever having again in your life. It, it just, I, you and I are kind of adrenaline guys. Yeah. So I just took it like, okay, fuck it. We're going. Here we go, right? <laughs> so you start chugging it, and uh, and it was fine. It was fine. Like, I mixed it with Sprite. I kept it super cold. Good. And then the other thing that I did was I went, you can't have anything purple or red. Yeah. So I went and got, like, a couple of green Gatorades. I got an apple juice. Like, I'm fucking six. Yeah, no shit. Going to the zoo. Get animal crackers. Right. No shit. But what I did, Dave, was I had a system. So I would chug 10 ounces of this stuff, and it really wasn't bad. But then I'd go Gatorade. Next round, I'd hit the apple juice. I was brushing my teeth. You mouthwash it, and there's no aftertaste. You're gone. So you're going, and it's 10 ounces, 10 ounces, and they're like, okay, well, your system will start flushing within about an hour. Well, like two hours in, you're just hanging out watching the Kings game. You're like, well, there, there you go. Fuck it. That's great. <laughs> that fucking great tumor blocking everything great just call the fucking ambulance uh so you chug in doing the whole thing it's fine and then uh and then everything starts working and they give yeah. you a progress chart and you're like okay is so now you're following the progress chart yeah. you're like fuck this is pretty wild so then you get up at five o'clock in the morning because the procedure for me was at 10 oh good at least you got a morning procedure yeah and you know, people are like, oh, you haven't eaten all day. And you're like, well, your your systems, yeah. you know, like think about anything that you've done, whether it's a big test or, or anything yeah. going on. Like the last thing you want to do is, right, go get a BLT. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, I don't feel like going to the Waffle House. No. And, then, uh, and you're drinking another liter of this goddamn mix. But um you drink it, and I, I had family and friends that were, like, checking in and, like, where are you at? You good? I'm like, I'm fucking good. This is funny. And then uh, I made my way over to Kaiser. So I make my way over to Kaiser on Friday morning, and the staff there was just so incredibly nice. But I'll tell you what Kaiser did where they tried to kill me as many times as you tried to kill me. <laughs> what did they do? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. So, but I just want to get through this. So on Friday morning, I go in. And I was just like, I was like, whoa, you know, this is pretty wild. And people are like, hey, don't be scared. And I'm like, I'm fine. Now they tell you, like, wear loose-fitting clothing. So, Dave, I'm, I'm in a pair of sweats. I got flip-flops on and, like, a T-shirt. I'm the youngest guy in this waiting room by yeah. 25 years. Everybody's in the tweed jacket, right? They all look like Ralph Waite from the Waltons. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so dirty. They're like, what are they Giving this kid breakfast, right? Like, what's he doing here? So, uh, nurse takes me back. She goes, how you doing? I go, cool. Like, everything's fine. She's like, all right, progress report. You go, yeah, we're fine. She goes, all right, here we go. We're going to give you an IV. And I go, okay. She reels you into this room and, you know, you sign off here. Dr. Schneider was just the coolest lady ever. And uh, she starts talking and she's like, okay, you know, your name, the whole thing. How many people in the room? Uh, two nurses and the doctor. Okay. And, so And me. And the one nurse was super funny. She's like, hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And she's like, Jesus, could I be any more bossy at 10 in the morning? She like, said that? Yeah, she was great. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing like, hmm, this is weird. I'm not going to sleep. And all of a sudden, they, they fire the monitor on. And she's like, hey, you ready? And I'm like yeah let's go 
And so you honestly, you don't feel a thing. Of course you don't. You don't feel a thing. Did, well, just curious. I had this done too. Did you, were you on your side when yeah, they're talking? Left side. Okay, and she side. was trying to, the nurse was like, Hey, you got to get up here. Yeah. And it was funny. So have you had one done? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. I'm glad. And, uh, she starts going and she's walking me through it yeah. and she goes, uh, she goes, okay, this is a polyp right here. And I go, wow. And she goes, yeah. She goes, that one's not bad. She goes, we're going to get rid of that right now. I'm like, cool. She goes, check this out. And this guy, it looked like Tron. I don't know what these goddamn prongs come out. And they get rid of it. And then she's going and she goes, oh. She goes, oh. She goes, Jeff, this is why you're here. That's the one I wanted. Really? And she goes, we're doing a biopsy on that one. Okay. And she goes, uh. I'm telling you, Jeff, she's like, you do the right thing being here. Good. She's like, those are the kind of things. And then she goes and she goes, oh, she goes, this isn't as bad as the last one. But she goes, I don't like this one either. And I go, okay. And she's talking. She goes, look, I'm going to send these in for a biopsy. Um, are and you freaking we'll out when she says that? No, she was cool. because I know, but, she, but are you freaking out? No, because she talked me through everything. Got it. And she said, we got them. We got them done. But she said, my guess is that you're cool and we'll be back here in three years. But if something pops up on this, I go, fuck it, I'll be back tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, I'm just hanging out. And she's like, all right, well, that's it. Well, wait, so you weren't knocked out at all? No, I watched the whole thing. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I had two of them done then. I had, I had that one and I had one where they went through the, through the throat. Oh, no, I didn't have okay. that. I didn't have that. Yeah, I was wanted to hear the story about you going out, like how. No, because that's always always funny to me about but, how people go out. How it's either they tell you to count backwards, or next thing you know, you're just, you just didn't even know you were out. No, and so uh, that was that. Yeah, and so uh, she goes, "Hey, this is cool." She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "I." She goes, "I think you'll be back in three years." I'm like, "Fuck it, uh, I'll do it." Yeah, and I tell you what, Dave, there's when you when you're done. And all of that, you kind of get through it. And you're like, okay. And you're like, fuck, man. Like, shit doesn't go away by ignoring it. Yeah, of course. And especially, I would just say male, female, whatever. Um, I, Other than the fact I was being a hypochondriac the last five weeks, I really didn't have anything to be concerned about. But like I said, I, I wish my buddy Cheech would have done the same. Yeah. I have no idea. There's no way to know would it have changed anything in his life. But incredibly ironic that the next morning on Saturday, his son Dakota texted me and said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm graduating from college in the spring. Oh, that's and he's cool. like, I'm writing my thesis. He's getting his degree in communications. And he's like, yeah, I'm just doing a couple other things. And I said, hey, man, I was just thinking about you. Uh, he's excited about Weddell, as you can imagine. Yeah. We talked about that. And then uh, I said, hey, man, you know, it's because of your dad that I'm here doing this. And, uh, and it was really, really great. So I would just say to anybody, I would highly, highly encourage you to do it. I would tell you the nightmares that you hear are absolutely false. If a moron like me, I breeze through it. Yeah. Uh, honestly. I mean, it, it was as easy. Thursday was easy and Friday morning was easy. And now that part of it's done. And honestly, the, the hugs that you get from your kids on Friday night, the, the time that we spent, and especially as I sit in a community that we'll talk about uh, that's heartbroken as I drove by East Lake High School tonight on the way in here, um, like just hanging with my kids from, from Friday through an hour ago, 
uh, is always special, but really the last couple of days. So I would just tell you if you, if, you know, if anybody wants to DM me, if you're yeah. thinking about doing it, you're like, hey, you know, what about this part? What about that part? It was honestly, I've had oil changes that were more frustrating than what I went through. All day Thursday was fine yeah. and all day Friday. The one thing I, I'll tell anybody is, you're on a liquid diet. The one thing you can eat, Dave, I don't know if you did, but my sister had been through a few of them. And she's like, make a huge thing of lemon jello. Oh, really? Yeah. And she goes, because it's clear. And she goes, there'll be certain parts of the day where you're just like, oh, I'm burnt out on water or Gatorade or whatever. Yeah. And she's exactly right. Oh, that's cool. And so two, three bites of lemon jello. But um, yes, very, very happy. And I thank Dr. Schneider and the whole deal. Here's how Kaiser freaked the shit out of me. Okay. So um, they told me I had to go get a COVID test. Yeah. So I go get a COVID test on Tuesday night. And they go, uh, yeah, well, we'll only contact you if it's positive. And I go, all right, well, just, you know, procedures on Friday. I kind of like to know. They're like, yeah, no, if you don't hear from us, you're fine. <laughs> Next day, I get... Uh, Phone message. You have an urgent message from Kaiser. Fuck. What? <laughs> huh? Fuck, I'm all shaky hand. Oh, fuck. Did I get fucking COVID again? What the fuck? I'm going to... That'll fucking kill me. Already got cancer. Fuck. Uh, fuck, I'm so weak. Is that the cancer? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to dial. And, uh, you know, anyway, you, you have Kaiser. Yes. These motherfuckers with their <laughs> phone system. Yeah, I hate it. For English, press one. First, they tell you, if you're having a psychiatric emergency, yeah. every time they start off that way. Right. For English, press one. You pressed one. Yeah, fucker, I was right here. <laughs> Please enter your medical number. Ah, oh, fuck. So shaky. Oh, one, nine, five, five, two. Enter your birthday. Well, this fucking message doesn't feel yeah. too urgent. Because you got me entering every goddamn thing I've done for the last five years, so I put that shit in. You have three messages. Message one. Hi, this is Tim at Kaiser. Just letting you know me and my family got our flu shot recently. We're feeling great. This fucking asshole, Tim, <laughs> talks for two minutes about how he, his neighbor, fuck his mistress... Uh, is drug dealer. <laughs> Everybody's got a flu shot, and we're feeling great. We encourage you to get it. Well, Tim, if you did your fucking research, kid, you know I had a flu shot three weeks ago. Yeah. I feel fine, too. I just don't need to tell everybody about it like a prick. <laughs> Message two. Hey, Jeff, this is Kaiser just reminding you you got a colonoscopy on Friday. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Been aware of it for five weeks, so I've been hyperventilating. Message three. Lab results. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Uh, your, COVID, your COVID test results are not ready yet. <laughs> I go, so you fucking call me, so Tim? And tell me to get a flu shot? So then, two hours later, urgent message from Kaiser, lab results, email. I'm all shaky hand again. Oh, oh, fuck, what's my fucking password? Fuck. Enter, press one here, lab results, scroll down. Oh, your COVID test was negative. Oh, thanks. What happened to fucking contacting me? What happened to Tim? Yeah, where's Tim? Where's that asshole? I said to a friend today, I, go, I swear to God, if I saw Tim walking across the street, I'd punch him right in the fucking orbital bone. Right in the orbital bone. Ow! 
It's a good one to punch him, and it's a good one, easy one to break. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, oh my gosh. So yeah, that's it, and uh, and off we go. So we're yeah. good. I mean, you heard Jeff say it right there. It's easy. And my sister straight out, it saved her life. Yeah. She went from hey, I'm tired to not feeling great to stage three cancer in a yeah. week. I mean, so it's, it's straight out. They told her, look, if this was 15 years ago, we wouldn't have saved you. You would have died. I remember uh, <clears throat> you and I just started up the second time at extra 1360 mm-hmm. and I flew to Nashville because she was having a party. Yeah. And uh, I remember looking at my parents going, we're here. Like, uh, like we're here for this because she's alive. She wasn't supposed yeah. to be alive. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it's, it's all starts right there. So don't, well, don't, don't be embarrassed. I think a lot of people just go, man, this is going to, this is embarrassing. You're going to do what? We're here? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> They're gonna knock you out. You're gonna have lipstick smudged on your face. What? Yeah. No. Jeff just told you he wasn't knocked out at all. Walked him right through it. Um, and it goes, and listen, here's the other thing. What I would say for all of you is, you know, make your own decision, right? Yeah. But ultimately, if you got kids, I mean, that was it for me, for those guys. And god damn, that just the two biggest jerks. On Thursdays, I'm drinking 98 gallons of fucking, you know, gasoline. Yeah. What's going on? I'm just kicking back, eating chicken tenders, watching the game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saved them for today so I could let you know I was having them. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, uh, but oh no, it was gosh. great. And, and again, Dave, Dr. Schneider and the people at Kaiser, I can't say enough. Yes. They, they were so great to me and immediately just put me at ease. And I, I think by the time they put the IV in me to the time I was outside, uh, God damn, I, I don't think it was ninety minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it. So when when it was done, though, you're like you're driving home. You felt probably yeah. Pretty they good. won't let you drive. So my sister, oh, really? no, you they won't let you drive that day. So my sister, who had been through it, picked me up, took me to breakfast, and we just, I mean, she did a great job because she really told me everything to do really starting Monday, yeah. like getting ready for it. And so, yeah, she was awesome, man. My sister uh, picked me up, took me in and then took me to breakfast afterwards and was like, Oh yeah, we're going to hook you up. So, but it's just, I'm telling you like little different things and you really shouldn't need things like that to put it in perspective. We were, we got a story for, for coming up that everybody should just day to day be appreciative for what we have and, and yeah. for what we're able to do, but it gets away from you sometimes. So, uh, for the last couple of days, um, it's been really, really nice. It's been fun. And, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing our pal, Julie Brownman on Wednesday That's awesome. night in, uh, in Denver. Cause she's like, we're going to fucking party. We're going tubing. We're doing all this crazy going shit. Tubing. Isn't it freezing? Yeah, it's 18 degrees out there. Okay, good luck with that. We're going, man. I told that. her we're fucking doing everything. Oh, so. my gosh. That is too damn yeah. funny. You know, the most uh, the most traumatic thing I think I ever went through at Kaiser or any time was an, an MRI. An MRI freaked me oh, out. Yeah. And uh, anyone who's ever had an MRI, I man, you, uh, as soon as you lay on that table and you're like, all right, they're going to push you in, no big deal. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you're squeezed in even yeah. more. And then you look up, if your eyes are open, you're looking at a, at a, basically, it's like being on the inside of a coffin. Yeah. And it freaks the fuck out of you, man. For me, I was like, give me the fuck noise. Up. That, that banging. Yeah. That, that bam, 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 Hold bam. still. Yeah. 
Hold still. Hey, Dave, hold still in there, okay, buddy? We only got about nine hours to go. <laughs> you okay? I'd offer you some of my water, but I can't get it in there to you. Hold still. Bang! Bang, bang! Dave, you okay? Stop moving your head. We're going to have to start over. How's it going? Yeah. It's just like, like I'm a little jittery. Yeah. Dude, I remember <laughs> my, my, my first MRI. This is crazy. There was one year where Jeff and I were asked to be judges to pick the Charger cheerleaders. Do you yes. remember this? Yes. At USD. Yes. And these girls, if you think the cheerleaders hardly wear anything during a game, these girls were wearing like nothing for tryouts. And you and I are sitting there at this oh, what desk. What are we judging? Dude, who yeah. knows? Remember Same the song like kept that? playing over and over oh, again. Oh, my God, right? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I'm going to get. We're ready to roll. Yeah. Uh, dun, yeah. dun, dun. Maybe I'm, I'm ready to roll. That God, that it. song You're sucks. right. And you, I'm, me, Yaffe. Was Yaffe there? I don't even remember. I just remember you were there. I just was like. I think I'm about to, yeah, I like. I think I'm going to get struck by lightning. Like this is the greatest day ever. And then you and I go back to the station, and man, I got the worst headache I've ever had in my life. And yeah. I thought this is karma. Yeah. And I remember it brought me down to my knees, and then all of a uh. sudden I went, "Man, I'm really sick." And then it was straight to the hospital, and mm-hmm. and they did a spinal tap, which was weird. Oh god! It, and that was painful. And then. They told me through a, a CT scan, they told me I had a brain tumor. Jesus and Christ. Yeah, it was like everything hit so fast. And I was like, it's because I was a judge. This is karma. Right. There you go. I shouldn't have been there. You got stage 51 cancer. I did. <laughs> stage 51 cancer. And I'm in the hospital for a day or two. And, yeah. and they're running all these tests. And then they're going, we got to do an MRI. And I freaked out. And it was because of an old Alfred Hitchcock episode where Alfred Hitchcock in the show, the guy made a deal who was in prison. And he's okay. like, here's what's going to happen. That bell rings when somebody dies, and I'm going to sneak into a coffin, and I'm going to make a deal with you to, when they bury me, to get me out on the other side. Oh, God. And you're going to get me out on the other side, and oh. uh, I'm going to give you a, a million dollars. Okay. And that's, that was the whole deal. And so the person gets in the coffin, and then they're saying, where the fuck are they? And they're figuring out the time, like how much oxygen's left. Oh, God. I'm and they light, they light the lighter. And the li- and when he lights the lighter to see who he's in the coffin with, it was the person that's supposed to get him out. Oh, oh, and, I, and the oh, show ends. Pass out. And I freaked the fuck out, man. That was like being in a coffin. And oh, man, God. I remember uh, I remember driving home, like yeah. looking around at everybody. This was the one over there in uh, in Mission Valley, the one where your your kids were born. Yeah, Zion. Zion. And I'm looking around, yeah. going, "Oh my God, does everybody know what just fucking happened yes, to me?" It was we do. Some, yeah. We all know. I'm gonna believe like the world still went on. Yeah. And your procedure is not like that at all. It's not like that where you're gonna get in the car and freak the fuck out and it's like, does the whole world know what just happened? It's not like that. It's it's very Dude. fast. And as Jeff said, it, w- it wasn't painful. And, and well, it's over and when you she's like, "Hey, this is why you're here." Yeah. Because that could have been problems in in not too long a time. Yeah. And now they're gone. You go, fuck yeah. I'll be here every year. Yeah. I'll be weeks. back Thursday. Three years. I'll see you in three weeks. Yeah, I'll see you in 3,000 miles. When I drop my car off at Junior's, I'll be right here. <laughs> I'll just go down and have a couple of BLTs at the border. Yeah. I don't even need that shit in a goddamn gas tank. I know what to do. I'll just drink some of that goddamn IB tap water. I'll be ready to go. Oh, my um, gosh. You know, that claustrophobia thing. Yeah. When I was a kid, we used to make snow forts. Yeah. And we thought it was the coolest thing ever. You would dig through these snow forts and you would have to go through this small tunnel and get all the way into the fort, right? And the the tunnel would probably run, I don't know, 20 yards, but it felt like it was like a mile. Dave, I'm telling you, like that scene in Die Hard 
where Bruce Willis is coming through the, you know, up above and he's he's going through that looks like the vent. Yeah. I'm like, no way. <laughs> no way. I, I and just like you said for that scene. But it's weird. I don't feel like I had that as no. a kid. No, and I didn't the, I felt the same way. And then at a certain age it kicks in and you're like, nope, pass. When you watch Shawshank and you see him going through that pipe. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope, I can't do that. Three football fields of crawling through shit, but I'm out of this the movie. Shit. Yeah. Give the roll to Martin Mull. Yeah, I can't turn around. Like, this is, I'm going and yeah. I can't turn around. Nope, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck it. Give it to Martin Mull. <laughs> Martin Mull. Can, can you imagine how bad Shawshank would be if Martin Mull was the star? Give it to uh, Ralphie from Christmas Story. I'm out. He's probably more affordable and way less of a diva. Dude, how great would it be if Ralphie played Peter that role? Peter Billingsley? <laughs> the next day, he went to 12 banks in the Portland area. <laughs> he <does> fucking, yeah. <laughs> those fucking broken glasses. Oh, fuck. God damn. Uh, and then I got, because the, the tone's going to change here in a second. And so I have one other thing, and I'm really, really hesitant to say this. Yeah. I'm afraid some people are going to fucking cut my brakes if I tell this. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, Dave, there was a lot of buzz around town for Garth Brooks. Yeah. People were excited about it, and uh, they they were all getting ready to line up. Were you paying attention on social media? Everybody was upset. I think my sister was upset. Everybody was trying to get tickets for Garth Brooks. And uh, it was really, really a, a problem. I didn't I know, know it all. Uh, our friend uh, Michelle said she logged in. She signed up for the Ticketmaster website. And she was like, you're number 2,000 in queue. And then nothing was moving. People were trying to buy tickets. And they would get to the checkout and they lost their tickets. And people were really, really upset. But something had happened, I think it was right after when my, I think it was like the day after my tires got all fucked up. I was like, well, I just put 600 bucks out for tires, so I'm not buying Garth Brooks tickets. So I was just kind of watching this from afar going, oh, shit. Like, sounds like a headache. I'm kind of glad I'm out. So a couple of different times I just jumped on the Ticketmaster website because there's been times where tickets get released and you can jump in. But they're like, nope. Tickets sold out, the whole thing, and uh, off you go. And uh, fuck, okay, I'll tell you what I have to tell you because there's going to be some people that are probably going to cancel Patreon, so I may owe you like <laughs> 20 bucks. So Wednesday night, um, uh, Wednesday morning, I'm flying to Denver. Yeah. And Wednesday night at uh, Pepsi Center, there's a game. Avs are playing the Bruins. So I don't have a huge amount of interest in that. But I was like, um, I may check it out. So I jumped on to Vivid Seats looking for uh, Colorado Avalanche tickets. Okay. And the first thing that pops up is, yeah, I look at Avs tickets. I go, well, fuck it. You know, they're expensive. They're up high. I'm not going. And then it goes, hey, tickets you might be interested in, uh, Garth Brooks. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Let me see what this is all about. (laughs) So I punch in. A lot of people are like, yeah? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. 
I got four seats in row four on the floor for 140 a ticket. Wow. And so I bought them today. I mean, like I said, I'm on the floor. Yeah. And the thing was, like with Garth Brooks, every ticket in the house was 100 bucks. So if you sat up, you know, behind the press box, you paid 100 bucks. If you sat in the outfield, right? The stage is is in the circular. So this is a Dan Williams part. A year ago, my tax refund comes in. And uh, my ex and I, until this thing finally gets finalized, we file jointly. So she goes, hey, you know, you got X amount of dollars uh, coming back. I go, do me a favor. Just tuck that aside. I don't need it today. Tuck it aside. And, uh, you know, if the kid falls and chips his tooth or we gotta, we determine we want to use it for Christmas or bikes or whatever, then let's talk about it. So... We were getting together this afternoon, and uh, I go, hey, remember that account that we had? And she goes, yeah. I go, is there any money still left in that thing? She goes, it'll take me a minute. She goes, I'll figure it out. How come? I said, because I think there's something I want to do for the family with that money. But I said, but I'm going to Denver on Wednesday, so it's not coming out of my bank account. Yeah. But if we got money in this stash, let me know. So she texts me back. She goes, yeah, there's X amount of dollars in there that covers everything. I go, hey, I can get seats row four on the floor for Garth Brooks in a couple of weeks. Like, you want to go? She's like, fuck yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, it's coming out of the chip tooth account. She's like, fuck it. I'll Venmo you right now. She goes, it's your dough. But she goes, I go, well, I put it aside for us. She's like, yeah. Let's go. Good deal. So, well, I know, but I know a lot of you were like, had a very tough experience. <laughs> I went in looking for Colorado Avalanche tickets yeah. today. Didn't buy any of that shit. <laughs> and got four seats on the floor in in section F uh, for all together. I paid five fifty. That Wow. With fees and everything. Yeah. So it wasn't even 150 What's the ticket. date of this concert? Uh, Saturday night, March 5th. Okay. But uh, we saw him one time. At the sports arena, right? He was great. We had a yeah. blast. And I just, you know, my sons know him a little bit, but I'm like, you know, we're trying to put some stuff on Spotify, but it's the studio version. It's not the yeah. live version. Dude, you can't even get his stuff on iTunes. You can't, right? No. Nope. And I was saying to these guys, I go, listen, you don't, you don't understand this thing's going to be in the round. It's the only show he's doing on the West Coast. There's fifty thousand people. We're on the we're on the floor. Yeah, row four. Uh, it's you, me, and your mom. And uh, and I said this is going to be kind of wild. They're like, "Fuck!" So we did this thing today, and then I want to get to this story. Um, she reached out to me like um, six months ago, and she goes, "Hey." In February, I'm going to this Van Gogh experience in Del Mar. And I was like, oh, well, what's that? She's like, well, it's this interactive exhibit um, where you go through and it kind of talks about Van Gogh, the whole thing. She goes, I'm going with a couple of girlfriends from work, the whole thing. So she's like, um, uh, I, can you cover dinner for the guys that night? I go, yeah. I go, how much are the tickets? 
She's like, well, it was like, you know, 70 bucks. I go, get three more. And she's like, what? I go, I think it's important for them. And she's like, shut up. I go, no, I think it's important for them. I think that kind of stuff, it's one thing to know the entire roster of the Tennessee Titans. But I said <laughs> shit like this. She's like, serious? She's like, five years ago, you would have told me, get the hell out of here. I go, I know. I get it. So, Dave, we went to this thing today in Del Mar. Yeah. And, you know, my son Cade watched the Rams game today. And then my son Jack was kind of like, well, yeah. And I'm telling you, for the four of us, we had an absolute blast. Cool. And it's just kind of this very cool thing. And you realize the famous painting, Starry Night, by Vincent Van Gogh, he painted that looking out a window from an insane asylum. Oh, wow. He had committed himself to an insane asylum, and that was the view that he had looking through the bars of the window from his room. And I said to Kate, I'm looking at this, I'm reading that sign. I go, hey, you reading that part right there? He goes, yeah. Hey, this fucking dick is painting this shit from an insane asylum, and I'm doing a goddamn podcast in the garage. He goes, yeah, what happened there? I go, I don't know. Shit. But, uh... I, I think the thing's sold out, but I would just say if you're going or if you've had a chance to go yeah, or do those kind of things with your kids. like How long was it? God, we, do, we, we took our time going through. Like you walk through, and the first part you come in, it's, it's at the fairgrounds. You walk through, and it's um, a bunch of like floor-to-ceiling posters kind of telling his story about you know how he started working with his brother and then – Shit, Dave, something that we talk a lot about on this show is he was dealing with mental illness and he was dealing with the stress and trying to manage it, trying to manage the the inner turmoil in his head. And he was living in Paris and then he heads out to a different place and he eventually, and I don't even think he was 40 years old, checks himself into this insane asylum, paints the goddamn starry night, cuts his own ear off and yeah. ultimately took his own life. Um, so you start off by by looking at that, and then you go into this other room that you're in, and it's kind of, it's this huge exhibit hall in Del Mar, and it's all canvases around you, and the canvases are just moving, and it's music, and uh, it was great, man. It was great, and and so my sons and I we just we watched football all day, and then uh, you know we got out of that probably took an hour. Okay. So it started kind of right at the start of the Kansas City game, which took about nine hours to get to the end of the first half. And then we went to Jimmy O's in Del Mar and watched the second half and then got down here. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. Pretty good. Speaking of the games, I'd rather go with the games before we get to the heavier stuff. Yeah. Four games this weekend, all of them wow. ended on the last play. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Right? All of them ended on the last play. Only one home team won. Yes. Really crazy. I mean, yes. it, it, something else. Um it, it it really was pretty amazing. So the history tells you that in this week of the NFL playoffs, that 70% of the time, the home team wins these games. Yeah. And this time, obviously, it was only 25% that it happened. So it was, it was very unusual. Um, you and I had the same picks. You and I nailed, what, one game? I think so. <laughs> I think we had the Rams. Yeah, we had the Rams. Every other game that we, we missed, but I'm telling yeah. you, it was, it was crazy. Uh, to, to see what happened, some of the excitement factor that goes into it. I think going into uh, the next round, people sit there and go, well, can the Bengals keep doing what the Bengals are yeah. doing? And can the Rams finally beat the Niners because they beat them right. forever? 
there was that crazy stat about the Niners, and I'll ask you more about it on on the next show about who you you're gonna pick. But mm-hmm. there was that crazy stat that had the Niners when they play the Cowboys in the playoffs. The last four times it's yeah. happened, the team that had won that game had gone on to win the Super Bowl. Wow! Not just make it, but win it. Wow! And then the Niners pulled upset over the Packers yesterday. How great was that? Crazy. I mean, when you watch it, we well, you hate the Packers, right? You're just yeah. born to hate the Packers. Yeah. So you're rooting for the Niners the whole way through. Yeah, and and I was saying to, I it's probably the first weekend in a long time where I watched as much football start to finish as I did. Yeah. And I'm so thankful because you're trying to get out, and I'm leaving for for a week, and and so we just we just hung out, and I mean that that Bengals game. My son Jack is a huge Titans fan. Yeah. Very into it. So he was very excited going into it with Derrick Henry coming back. Very disappointed. And he does what every hair trigger fan does. Well, that was Tannehill's last game as a Titan. Dude, I hope he's right. And Kate and I are like, <laughs> God damn. Like, I'm like, you could have Kirk Cousins. Well, he wouldn't have made that last throw. You might be right on that. He might be right. And I'm like, oh, he's just done. So we watched that. And then uh, that Packer game. Like, the great thing on that Packer game is just the elements, right? Yeah. Poor Tom Rinaldi on the sideline. <laughs> he was just miserable. And we're watching all that, and it was great. But I was saying to them, like, not too many people, I, I think you're probably the same way, right? For as long as we did this, I can't think of too many people where you're like, that guy was a real, real asshole, right? Yeah. There are people, Butler was a dick, but he didn't do anything directly to us. No. Um, other guys come through. McCoy was a dipshit. Yeah. But but really, Dave, if I look at it and I go, who's the one guy where you're like, God, this guy is just a dick? It was Aaron Rodgers. It was Aaron Rodgers at the Holiday Bowl. You and I are working at ESPN 800, and we went down to that press conference, and Jeff Tedford was the coach at yep. Cal, and Aaron Rodgers was there. And they were just the two biggest pussies that have ever come through this town. And, uh, you know, we should have gone to the Rose Bowl. You know, hey, we'll be all right. We'll do our thing. And then Mike Leach came in with... uh, Sonny Cumbie. Sonny Cumbie. I wanted to say Sonny Lubick. (laughs) I can't believe I got that name right. Yeah, Sonny Cumbie, because Sonny Lubick was the coach at Colorado State. It wasn't him. Sonny Cumbie. Those guys came in, and we said to them, if you remember, we were on 800... And we said, hey, we're Raider fans. You guys are Red Raiders. And Mike Leach was on like twice during the week. Yeah, and they was. got a Sonny Cumbie. Because everybody wanted to talk to that fuck Rogers who was just such a dick. And I've and then Texas Tech goes out and just kicks the shit out of him in the Holiday Bowl, which was great. And ever since that day, I'm just like, this guy's just a douche. He's just a, he's an asshole who thinks he's smarter than everybody. Doing his research. Yeah, he's just an arrogant little prick. And so watching that guy lose, I'm always happy to see him lose. And it was great. It was absolutely great. And I loved just the way San Francisco won it. I have no ties to the 49ers at all. They've broken my heart numerous times as a Vikes fan. But watching Rodgers get beat and then watching his stupid bullshit afterwards, you're like, this guy is just... (laughs) The most unlikable guy in sports. He's just an yeah. asshole. So, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. That is, uh, that's pretty funny. So, here's a couple things I didn't realize because everyone thought that Aaron Rodgers, this is his last year in Green Bay. Yeah. And then lately, people are thinking things are going great. He's coming back to Green Bay. 
Yeah. And then this morning, Adam Schefter said that the Packers are 44 Four million, million over the cap. Over the cap. Yeah. His contract is 46 million. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, I mean, and he said, I don't want to be part of a rebuilding process. Well, they can't keep him. No. And Devontae Adams can go too. Yeah. And you go, dude, you are going to be part of a rebuilding process if they decide to try and make this work. You're, you, you're going to be out. Yeah. It's not going to happen in Green Bay. You can no. mark Green Bay off where he will play next year if he plays. Yeah. He's going to play. I don't think he retires. Oh, yeah. No, he'll be back. So you go through the different teams. I've been saying for a while I thought it was the Browns, you know, and then um, a lot of rumors, you know, could it be the Raiders and all this stuff? Yeah. And then, you know, could it be Jim Harbaugh and Aaron Rodgers and the whole deal and what would happen with the Raiders? Ugh. But you said the Titans, and the Titans really are loaded outside of the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah. And people, you know, you hear different people, oh, they can't afford them. The NFL always seems to make things work. Of course. If the Titans had Aaron Rodgers, would you go, well, they're the favorite in the AFC? Yeah. I be. mean, the, well, the, Kansas City, I mean, look, Kansas City and Buffalo tonight, what we watched in that second half tonight was so goddamn good. 25 points in the last two minutes. Dave, I wanted Buffalo to win that game so badly, right? Yeah. I just wanted them to win. Uh, boy, I mean, watching Josh Allen down the stretch was so goddamn good. And I put on Twitter, I said, I hope the Bears hire Leslie Frazier tomorrow as a Vikes fan. Take his fuck. Jesus Christ, Leslie. What the fuck are we calling here? God. Uh, he he was like Ted Cottrell bad. <laughs> right? You're like, Jesus Christ. They had no answer for anything. No. So I don't know if I'd immediately, because Buffalo was goddamn great tonight, um, and Kansas City's great. Which I mean, is funny, because we saw Kansas City a month ago, and honestly, I wasn't yeah, impressed with Kansas no, City. But no, we we thought that was more the Chargers Blew being it. who they are. Yeah, the Chargers lost it more than Kansas City won yeah. it. But, well, and remember, Kansas City at the start of the year was Dog complete shit. disaster. Yeah. Raiders beat them up and, and other things. But I, I would say Titans with Aaron Rodgers would absolutely be in the mix. At, boy, Josh Allen's good. Dave, Joe Josh Burrow's Allen's amazing. Joe, Joe Burrow's, Burrow's incredible. Right? When they, when they compared him to Joe Montana coming out, dude, he looks like Joe Montana. Oof, fuck. And, the thing and is, I, I don't hate the guy. Like no, he, I don't. He beat a team I was rooting for, and like I find myself rooting for Joe Burrow all the time. Well, my like I said, my, my son was pretty heavy on the Titans, so I was cheering for the Titans yesterday yeah. big. And... uh Boy, he is steady back there, man. Yeah. He is really good. And then the Rams today. Holy fuck. You know, I, I'll tell you, and and we should have. I said this to my son tonight. My son, Cade, right? We had the chance to go Monday night. Yeah. Weddle, fuck. Has Weddle found a camera that he hasn't been on yet? Jesus Christ. Red light. Back up. Back up. <laughs> Fucking been here nine fucking days. Calm down. Not Deacon Jones. Um, but, you know, we we kind of shrugged off the fumble at the two right before halftime. Not me. No, I, I know. I was like, there's Tom Brady. I've seen this before. Yeah, well, and that's, but my son and I were saying, you know, his brother's in the other room and he's grumbling about, oh, yeah, Brady. I, I kill in the other room. I don't even want to hear out of you right now. Okay, shut up. And I said, Cade said to me, he goes, we're not going to say anything. And I go, no, we're not. And then, you know, the fumbles and the whole thing. Yeah, a lot. Four and, turnovers. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Bad snaps. I mean, uh, crazy fuck. shit. It just was like, 
you were like, this is going to be the ultimate long flight home. Yeah. And that goddamn Cooper Cup. And my son, who's pretty mellow, was like, he is the MVP. He better get MVP. And you go, shit, man. A pretty compelling argument he's, that Cooper Cup could be amazing. the guy. Well, when he fumbled it, it was crazy. Like, Ooh. he didn't expect it. Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. I was, uh, I'm, I'm sitting there watching this going, I've seen Tom do it. Yeah. He, he has a ring that says 28 to 3 yeah. on it because it's been worse. And it's 20 to 3? Yeah. And you're going, this son of a bitch is about, I think it was, didn't it get to 27 to 3? Was it 27 to 6? Ah, uh, yeah, got, probably. It, it was yeah. crazy. It was just so yeah. crazy. And anyone who follows Brady knows, yeah, this is what Tom does. Yeah. Tom does this shit. And you're watching and you're going, fuck, man, the Rams lost all momentum. Yeah. The Buccaneers are playing at home. It seems like yeah, the crowd's going crazy. And then, as you said, that, that miracle happened. I literally was sending you a text going, my dad's slow clapping right yeah. now. Oh, and then yeah. it changed. The yeah. Cooper Cup catch changed it. But it was that great. was. Did you freak out right then? We were screaming. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I freaked out. We were screaming. Out. I freaked out. That was out. great. I told him, man, I was all in on uh, on the Rams last week when you guys were going. I was so excited that you guys were going to see this. And then you go, wait a second. The Rams get to host a playoff game. If they yeah. win this, they host because the Packers lost. Yeah. Because you're thinking, oh, they're done. Yeah. And then it took 55 years for a team that hosted the Super Bowl to actually play in the Super Bowl. Happened yeah. last year. And if the Rams win next week, yeah. they do it again, back to back. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Sam Farmer today in the LA Times is like, well, the league's probably hoping, you know, it works out with Tampa because there's so much to do logistics. Bullshit. They want the Rams in there. Oh, nobody. Shut up, Sam. Look at all the stars the Rams have. Yeah. They're loaded. Right. They're loaded. I understand it's Brady, man, but the Rams have have more stars than I can ever remember. So I will be, week from tonight, I'll be in uh, Winter Park, Colorado. Okay. And so I said to my son, I go, fuck, you know. I didn't yeah. know. He's like, Dad, it's great. I'm stoked we went Monday night. So I'm glad for him that he had the right attitude. Because I was like, dude, we're not getting in for 65 a ticket in a week. And a quick shout out. Yeah. Uh, super funny. So remember I was talking about the the messages I was getting while we were there on Instagram? Yeah. It's my man Joe Cabral. He was the one talking shit? And Joe, his, yes. <laughs> but Joe sent me the funniest message. He's like, hey, it was me. Joe, Chris Fairchild, and James Royal have probably sent me combined 500 of the funniest goddamn videos. It's yeah. always Waffle House fights. It's always some gong show, some guy in the John L. Sullivan pose and then getting one punched. So my son, Cade, was so happy to hear. I go, dude, Joe's one of my favorite guys. I just didn't know his Instagram thing. Yeah. And thank God Joe knows his family and just knew I, I wasn't picking up that it was him because he sent me a message and we were laughing. So, yeah, Joe, thank you. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, Joe's just fucking around. <laughs> so then he sent me a message at night. He's like, hey, you going back on Sunday? I was like, fuck, I can't. I'm in Denver. But uh, but I just wanted everybody to know. Yeah. He's a good buddy who was uh, somebody that, like I said, those three guys, son of a bitch, just send me these videos. Fairchild, J- James Royal, and uh, and Joe, goddamn, I cannot get enough of them. It's always people stadium fights. Yeah, right. Oh, they're great. Yeah, and so these three guys are just, yeah, they're my my MVPs. So Joe, I'm sorry, I I didn't know it was you. If I knew it was you, then I would have uh, been fired up to hear from you. One last football question: You think Tom yeah. Brady retires? Uh, it's funny, right? That it came so, out like crazy this morning. Yeah, it's funny. Um. He said something, so I was driving 
when I was driving to the game on Monday night, we had Sirius XM on, and he does this show with Jim Gray. Jim Gray is another douchebag, just the most overrated fuck, little fucking twerp. But Brady is really good on this show. Look at Weddle. Fucking let him up. God damn. Nobody cares. Yeah, you know, a Brady told him nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> couple of weeks ago, I was coaching a flag football team in power. Yeah, okay, I got to go. I got to go. Is Kevin O'Connell around? I'd like to see him. And it was just so funny. My phone rang, and they were like, do you think he can come back? I was like, well, I probably I just need a few times. Okay. Okay. Thanks, 32. Well, I'm wearing 20 now. I'm not sure if you saw I did this as a tribute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he does this serious XM show. With um, with Jim Gray, and it's really, really good. And he was talking about the fact he does it on Mondays, and he was saying that, you know, you got to start thinking about life after football. He may walk away, Dave. Wow. Wow. He may walk. Boy, that'll be a big loss for the league. That was interesting that he took a helmet to the to the chin. and uh, Hockley's the, kid rang him up. Yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, Brady was right. I mean, he's I sitting there going, look at the blood, asshole. And I know, he's screaming at him. <laughs> he got a 15-yard, first one of his career, gets a 15-yard well, penalty. And that was really funny, too, because Jim Gray brought it up. They read emails, and people are like, if Brady would just shut the fuck up, he's always crying. And Brady started laughing last Monday night. And he was like, oh, yeah, they probably, they probably give me a little bit more leeway than others. Yeah. But that's Ed Hockley's kid yeah. today. But it, when you watch that video... I get the fact that you're bleeding from the lip, but he was, you could tell he was pretty heated in what he was saying. Yeah, he was. And as an official, you got to get control of that game. And so they got control of that game. But, boy, they had two of them. The one on Endemic and Sue yeah. was really questionable. Yeah, so, those are unusual. I also don't like the the taunting penalties. I think the taunting a, ones the are That's the one bullshit. that they called on Sue, right? They, they had, yeah, they had. A, they were multiple ones. I'm right yeah. away, and you're going, man, this is ridiculous. This is professional sports. What are we doing? Well, and the penalty on Weddle, which I get. Yeah. Holy shit, Dave! That could have been a game changer, right? You know what's interesting about that? That you, you said that the penalty on Weddle was one of those where if you're in the stands, you don't know the rules. Yeah. And as much football as this country watches, how many people don't know the rules? Yeah. Where even Al Michaels, who's been around forever, sits there and will say things with a question mark all the time. Yeah. Like, well, I tell you, though, that guy they have in the studio, Terry McCauley, is really good. And it's really a smart broadcasting move, bringing yeah. those guys in. But Be Because before, you used to just hear the color commentator. I believe that, yeah. you know, they don't know the fucking Don rules Meredith. either. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know the rules either. No, they know last call it bullies, but don't fucking yeah. ask them. But... <laughs> But, like, the guy from CBS, yeah, Gene Stetchator, he's all right. But uh, Pereira on yeah. Fox, but Terry McCauley on NBC, goddamn, he, he tells you exactly. He gets it right all the time. We had one on when Jeff and I were doing the college football show. Greg Bergman booked him, just the absolute worst. <laughs> we literally fired him in the middle of the show. Yeah, he went home. We just sent him home. Yeah, we've never. Lloyd? <laughs> What's his name? Earl? We had like a seven-hour show. We were just like, all right, well, enjoy the rest of your yeah, weekend. Yeah, like, you suck at this. I think he was the guy, honest to God, he was one of those replacement refs yes. in the Seattle Green Bay game that fucked yes. things up. And we had him. He was. Fox hired him. A Bergman hired him. Yeah, Bergman did. And literally, we fired the guy in the middle of like a seven-hour show. Seven-hour show, two and a half hours in. We told him, enjoy the rest of your weekend. <laughs> 
That was so crazy. And the Bergman's like, fucking get him out of here. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Bergman was like, get him the fuck out. But you, you, you like completely had it. You Done. completely had it. Fired I remember him. we've done this like three times. I remember we had that guy on from Washington, D.C., and we told the guy, get the fuck out, right yeah, in the middle of an interview. He was addicted. <laughs> We're like, all right, you're done. And the other guy was uh, the referee from El Cajon. What's his name? Mike. Oh, uh, dude, Mike Carey was the worst radio guest yeah. ever. Yeah, we kicked and him out, care. too, out of studio. Somebody probably knows him in town. I don't care. Nice guy, fucking whore. And he was, Mike Carey was one of the original guys for, like, CBS or yeah. one of those. Yeah. And he lasted, like, four games. Yeah, we and, booted him out of studio. We uh, said, Mike, get the fuck out. Dude, great ref, nice man. Remember, he said, I'll talk anything but NFL. And we're like, what oh, the fuck fun. are you doing here? Jesus. How fun. Where do you get your haircuts, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what's the best way to get rid of a frozen lug nut? Reaction? Bubba? <laughs> fuck. The guy's doing Super Bowls, and Jeff and I told him to get the fuck out. <laughs> the other guy that was great, who was the kid? That they thought was uh, from San Diego High, the high school basketball kid, Jeremy. Jeremy Tyler. Yeah. His coach said, hey, I could probably go on. Yeah. What? Remember, do you remember the answer when we asked Jeremy, where are you going to school? He goes, he's going anywhere they offer me a job. That's what yeah. the coach said. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. Yeah, That's like, a 30 for Jeff 30. and I told Jeremy, get the fuck away from this guy. Yeah. God. But that coach was like, hey, I might be able to go on. Oh, don't tease me. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck wants to hear your story get out of here <laughs> shithead yeah oh my gosh that's so goddamn funny damn it we booted these guys right out of here so uh real quick this so i'm not even gonna say real quick we'll tell the story we'll tell this story here because a lot of people that listen to the show are people right here in this community and mm-hmm. he's like so yesterday um you know regular saturday morning i'm in the middle of winter ball for baseball i'm at Bonita Vista High School, playing Cathedral. By the way, we won 10-5, if you were about to ask. so We weren't. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. Oh, make sure, though, you did beat Cathedral. Yes. Okay, well, I probably would have asked that. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I I was so ready with my answer. Oh, that's a big loss for Team Costa. There we go. We beat Costa's team. Our JV team beat them 15-0 after us. That was the next question. Dave, when you look at that Cathedral team right now, what would you guess their (laughs) salary is, like their payroll? You know, I don't want to say anything. We played them game three of the regular season. Oh, okay. It could be we'll a big, big turnaround. Those kids all live in the neighborhood. Wink, wink. <laughs> Dude, the catcher actually for Cathedral lives in this neighborhood. Probably lives in Alabama. The like, private plane of a bitch. Doug Manchester's <laughs> private plane. Brings him in. They got, who's that guy that used to do the elliptical with the ponytail? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony something. Yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, that fucking idiot. That guy's on the plane with these guys. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay making oh, them breakfast, gosh. but yeah, they all live down the block. Oh my gosh! So um, all of a sudden, man, I'm I'm coaching. I have the Apple Watch, so when my phone rings, it rings on my wrist. I can see who's calling me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my my phone's in my bag, and I'm standing at third base, and my phone's going, my watch keeps going off, and I'm like, that's weird. People are reaching out to me. I haven't talked to in a while. And then uh, I'm not going to answer the phone. It can't be that important. It's it's you know twelve thirty, one o'clock in the afternoon. All of a sudden, game ends and. Dude, I'm standing right by home plate, like right where I got the news about Jake. When when I found out Jake died, I'm standing like in the same spot. And uh, I get a call from a very close friend who is in Arizona. I know she's in Arizona visiting her daughter at Arizona State. And I'm like, why is she calling me? And I answer the phone and um, in tears and screaming and I hard to understand. 
And I'm like, as soon as she did that, that was the same thing Rita did when she told me uh, Jake died. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if she's calling me, either Rita died or Josh died. That's all I'm thinking. Oh, fuck you. I'm going, why is she calling? And she just says, I have terrible news. That's what she says. And I'm going, okay. And she just screams out, Michael Wiggs died. And Michael Wiggs, a lot of people know the name because Michael Wiggs was the star player from the Little League team that won the USA Championship in Williamsport, Pennsylvania back in 2013. He was like Tanner. Looked like Tanner. Had the long hair. He was great. He batted a leadoff. He had the long hair, number seven. Came through with the big hits all the time. Great baseball player, great kid. And then his his good friend, Jake Espinosa, who, who batted behind him, had the long hair too. Yeah. Um, really good kids. You and I did our first show on Fox when they were making yeah. that run. Do you remember? Yep. And um, it was it was fantastic. You know, I've known the kid since he was 10 years old and coached against him. And then later on, he played for me when he was right after that run. He played for the Bears for a little bit. And we're really close with the family, really close with his mom and dad. And the person who called him is close to and you've been part of our group in, in the neighborhood of the parents we hang out with. And you'll see with, with your kids and their friends that the kids become such a big part of your family that all of a sudden they're your kids too. Yeah. If something happens to one of your friend's kids, you, you feel oh, it yeah. because you're going, man, that kid is family to me. Yeah. You, you wrote a post the other day about you a kid being family kid, to you. Uh, just quickly. I had a kid. Uh, he's friends with um, Jack and Cade. The young man's father is not strongly involved in his life. Um, so I've had a friendship with these guys since they were seven. Yeah. And unsolicited from me, he sent me his report card because he was proud of it. And it was outstanding. I That's loved it. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I get it, Dave. You when understand. It, yeah. It's when somebody does that, and any parent out there knows. Yeah. When, you know, I, I'm a big believer, Dave's a big believer, in that we celebrate wins around here, uh, no matter whether it's a blood relative or, or friends or family to us. And so... Yeah, and Micah was just a kid that I remember talking to you about because you know all these kids down yeah. here. You've had them all. And he was just so much fun to watch and charismatic. It just seemed like a really laid-back kid Yeah, that enjoyed riding the wave and insanely likable. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, the, you know, the details aren't really important. I don't know all the details. I was with yeah. the, the, the dad today. Rita's been with the mom the last couple of days. That's that's not important how he died. Right. All that stuff will come out later on on how we how he died. Um, uh, the, basically, the coroner's office came to the house. Um, wow. He died in a car accident at at five fifteen in the morning. That's all I know. And the coroner's office comes to the house, knocks on the door, and you know it's a, uh, basically a knock on the door you never expect. And um, they find out they lose their son and a kid that was so loved in this community all the way from Little League to playing football at Eastlake High School. I know Paul Rudy's had him on there probably 10 times. Paul wrote a bunch of nice things. And so did Paul write something today? So has been writing tributes all weekend. That's fantastic. Paul called me last night, and look, all but I think one TV station has reached out to me since yesterday because I posted something vague without mentioning the name because I didn't talk to his dad. I haven't talked to his dad, Steven. It's not my job to tell uh, family business until the family's ready to talk. I don't want to cross the line. I, I knew a lot, didn't want to say it. I just was devastated yesterday to the point, Jeff, I didn't see the games. I didn't, I mean, I right. saw the Rams game. I mean, I didn't watch the Titans game. I literally yeah. just turned the TV off, went in the backyard and you? stared at the sky. Yeah. How can you? And so if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, that was just me just taking a picture of the sky without mentioning his name. And I was just, just devastated. And I called Josh because I don't want him to see it on social media. Yeah. Jake and, and Micah, Jake loved Micah. Just thought he, he was almost a miniature version of, of him with his personality. What I was saying by that is, 
Micah was extremely funny, as you said, charismatic. And at the same time, I've never met a kid more comfortable in his own skin than him. He's the kid that had the long hair when no one had the long hair. He's the kid that would dye his hair bleach blonde at the top when no one else was doing it and did not care. He's the the guy that would dye his hair pink and and didn't care what you thought. But always funny and, and, and just was that kid that... What seem like I always say there's always that one kid that you look at to be the face of Little League. He's that yeah. kid. And so he was good at everything and extremely nice, had a ton of friends. Nobody disliked him. And I uh, was around a bunch of his friends, including his little brother tonight, who's a junior in high Fuck. school. And you're devastated for the family. Again, I haven't talked to the mom. She's she's more numb. The dad, um, you know, held on to me and hugged me. I was just with him on New Year's Eve. And, and Rita and I always say this about the dad, Steve, is that He's the one guy you look at, and everybody feels bad for Rita and I. I know people look mm-hmm. at us and go, you're the one who lost a son. That's what how people stare at us when they see us walk into a room. But he's the guy that would look through your eyes, and like we felt like he's the one that feels like he feels so bad more than anybody else, and now he's part of the shitty club, too. Yeah. And he, man, he, you know, he held on to me, and he just said, I'm going to need to lean on you a lot. And I said, dude, call me whenever you yeah. want. And he's he doesn't understand like when I went through it and we went to the funeral and you were at the funeral and you spoke mm-hmm. at the funeral, all that's so blank to me Like you tell me stuff all the time about people who are at the funeral yeah. for Jake. And I don't remember shit. I just, I think I it didn't click in for weeks and that's where they're at. Paul called me last night and said, um, you know, can you give me information? And I said, no, you know, I'm not go. He did pass away. I'm not going right. to give any details. Um, couple other stations where I'm going to do morning shows and all that. I said, I'm not doing any of that. John Maffey reached out to me and I said, John, I'm, I'm not going to speak on behalf of the family. They haven't asked me to. Right. And um, not trying to be a, a jerk to anyone, but you have no. to, you have to respect the family. The most important thing is they lost their son. People in this community are devastated. My yeah. uh, Steve Wiggs, best friend called me this morning at nine in the morning. As soon as I picked up the phone, both of us didn't say a word. We both just started crying. Yeah. Fuck. And um, it's just, it's so heartbreaking to see that someone that was, meant so much to the community not only represented this community well on national tv yeah at such a young age at such a young age handled like a champ at uh, at thir- at 12 years old but um God. grew up to be a star football player at east lake played baseball at new mexico was on pace to graduate from san diego state this spring he gave up baseball this year and said he wasn't going to play anymore but he's supposed to graduate from state this semester and um He's going to be missed, man. He's just one of those guys that was good at everything, and, and this community is big-time uh, devastated right now. So if uh, you're trying to read up or hear about or guess who we were talking about vaguely yesterday without mentioning a name, it was uh, Michael Wiggs, unfortunately, the kid with the long hair most people remember on TV. Yeah, I think Dave hit it too. Like the the thing that, unfortunately, we've been through a lot with this show is, and I get it, it's, it's a natural curiosity, right? Yeah. Who is it? What happened? What happened? But – what I ask people is there's a family that's trying to put a lot of pieces together to not only the story for what happened, but put together lives that are in the blink of an eye shattered. Yeah. And we dealt with it in this garage. We deal with it in this garage to this day um, with Jake's loss and others. And so I, it's just, I don't know. To me, I, Dave, people reached out and said, to me, I called you and said, hey, what happened? And I, I feel like I met Micah. Yeah. He'd been on the show, and I just remember liking him. And then uh, and you and I chatted, and it impacted me a lot because I've met so many of the kids from this community over the 23 years, and they're all just good kids. 
that for whatever reason, you know, bits and pieces have listened to this show and knowing so many of the parents and knowing this community where I've had so many good days and so many people have been so great to me, uh, man, I really, I'll just tell you, Dave, it really impacted me yesterday. And so it was the same thing where people were calling and saying, hey, what happened in Eastlake? And I would just say there was a young man that meant a lot in the community that passed away. Oh, well, you know, who was it? What happened? I said, out of respect to the family, um, we'll let the story come out uh, over time. Yeah. And I just, I get it. It's a natural curiosity, but. I wouldn't share anything, by the way, tonight, except for his dad told me right. to. His dad asked me to. A hundred percent. We get it. But it's. You also want to get the story right. And that was kind of like when, you know, I mentioned earlier my buddy Cheech um, when he was fighting stomach cancer. I would put things on Facebook because I would say to him, you know, you and I are talking and people are writing you're in a coma. Yeah. Right? Because everybody's got to have this story. When when CS passed away and people went very quickly and started flying with rumors that it was a suicide, which it wasn't. Um, you know, when Jake passed away, people immediately started running with ideas with suicide. that it was a suicide, which it wasn't. And it's just, I don't, it's not a holier than thou attitude. I just don't get that mindset. I don't get how you can so easily put your own needs ahead of those that have had their lives so dramatically impacted, not only the people that are Micah's immediate family, but I mean, Dave, I'm thinking about you, man. I've been thinking about you for 24 hours. You, you, are, we're trying to still to this day come to grips with what happened on October 30th a couple of years ago. And now here's another young man that was such a, a beautiful kid yeah. and meant so much to this neighborhood and had so much to give moving forward. And now we talk about him in the past tense, the way we talk about Jake in the past tense, man. It is just, I told you when I sat down, I said, it's the craziest thing, man, because I went into Friday not knowing what to expect, and I came out of Friday, and Friday, I could have, if I knew the young man, I could have had a conversation with Mike and said, hey, everything's good, and then I would have found out that he was gone 24 hours later, and and what's a good day for us is a bad day for somebody else. It's what we always say. It's the way life works, and it's insanely unfair, so it's just, I'm absolutely heartbroken for this community and for his family and like i said you just i just don't i'm just heartbroken because he was an incredibly nice guy and yeah he was a good kid when he didn't have to didn't have to be you know what i mean when you're that successful at everything you don't have to be a good guy right you see it all the time yeah and i feel like at that time we were doing those shows and he'd come on at 12 and he was funny because you knew all these dudes and uh it was just yeah incredibly sad night for this entire community. And it's weird too, because you know, you watch the news and we all do this, right? You watch the news and you see it can be anything though. Every night there's a car accident. Yeah. Somebody passed away and not trying to be flip or funny, but you're like, okay, well, are they going to get to weather? Cause I want to know what the yeah. weather's going to be like. And we just so easily, not meaning to, but we so easily just glide over that story. We're like, well, shit, last night I went to pick up my kids. We ran around the whole thing. We took the aid out to grab them. Yeah. They went and got their booster shots yesterday. 
We're driving back to my house three hours later. There's an ambulance. There's a fatal accident right on the 8 East. And you just go, oh, man, okay. Oh, that's a bummer. Look at all the traffic. And you don't even no. you don't even realize that in that instant, a lot of people are impacted. And so, uh, yeah, just heartbreaking, heartbreaking day for for all of San Diego. And uh, Paul was great. Paul Paul Rudy put some of the clips up and did, did, a, nice, did awesome. a nice video tribute to Micah, showing you know some of his achievements on both the baseball and football field. But that's cool. I know but, he's invited him to sit at the desk. Did he show any yeah, of those clips? Yeah, and. Uh, but I think, Dave, my guess would be, knowing all of you like I do, I would think you would say, well, yeah, that that's a part of who he was, but that's not all who he was. Yeah. And so his loss is going to impact a lot of people. And um, A lot. I'm insanely sorry, and uh, uh, rest easy, Michael. You know, I miss you, brother. It's, it's, uh, when I was talking to Steve, last thing I'll say, because Rita and I say this all the time, my wife's in education. You know, yeah. She's a director of a school district. I'm a baseball coach with the little kids for years. We dedicate our time to kids. Yeah. And you look at Micah's mom is a vice principal at East Lake I High School. Yeah. And the dad's a teacher at Benita Vista High School. Yeah. And you're going, again, two more people who dedicated their life to kids. And you go, how do you lose a kid? Like, it seems like, right. does karma exist? Right. You know, what What the hell? You think you do all the right things and try and make other people's lives better. I think his mom is still vice president of Little League, you know? Yeah. Dad, the grandfather has been a coach for 40 years in this community. And well, you just go, how many kids are affected by that one family? And then this happens. Well, we've met so many people I have over the years, whether it's at your birthday party or different things that we've done. Could be fights, could yeah. be different things coming along that I went today because I went and looked to say, you know, I want to see the parents because I, I remember faces pretty well. Um, uh, but I went and looked, and the first picture I saw of the father, he's got Benita Vista hat on. Yeah. And I'm like, every night I'm here, um, and you're like, dude, that's Benita Vista. That's, you know, Josh and Jake and, and Dave, and, and fuck, he's wearing that hat. Yeah, and his kids never went to his younger son plays football right. at Eastlake. And then, uh, and so I went and um, I went to see a picture of Micah's mom, because Steve looks familiar, and I go, I feel like I've I've met him. And I went to see the mom, and the first picture I saw Dave was from Christmas. And I said, I can't do this. Yeah. So I surely wasn't doing it as a voyeur or trying to be disrespectful to the family. But you just look, and it just it's, it's what I said, man. It's when you get that phone call, and they're like, you got to come in because we're concerned. And you're like, shit, there, <laughs> there are no guarantees uh, how long the ride or how long the movie is going to go. So enjoy it while you got the chance. And I just, uh, yeah, insanely sad day for this community. And, and when I say this community, Dave, I mean all of San Diego, not just Exactly. Represented San Diego very well. Yeah. I uh, want to mention our advertisers, of course, help this show go. And, and thank you people so much for supporting the advertisers. We're going to start with Brian Curry. Brian Curry, again, is the guy we know for real estate. He's a person to help you out when it's time to sell this home. So many people I, I even talked to tonight who have made the move, who have decided yeah. to move out of their home and move into a, a smaller home because the kids have moved on to college and don't plan on bringing them back. And at the same time, they said, we can make more money than ever. Well, the person that's going to make you the most amount of money is going to be a guy like Brian Curry and help you find that next home. Brian Curry, he's the only one you should talk to in this situation because he's been doing this more than 25 years. 
He's the guy that will get the most value for your home. 619-2... Jesus, I can't even see jack shit now. Sorry, I can't, <laughs> literally got to put the glass on. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I almost gave my own personal cell phone number right there. <laughs> swear to God. I would have liked that. That would have been great. Uh, heard a crazy story today about a friend... And a friend said, hey, uh, I think I'm going to make a move on a house. And I think it's going to go through. I'm going to buy this house, and it's going to go through an escrow. Uh, the, want, the people want 725000 and I think I can get approved for the loan, and I'm going to put the bid in. And from what I'm hearing, uh, it could move pretty quick. I'm pretty nice. excited. You go, great. Hour later, they're like, well, I'm out because they've had 10, <laughs> 10 bids come in for over yeah. 800000 800, Yeah. For a house that they were very, that their agent had told them, I'd probably listed at six ninety nine. Wow. They listed it at seven twenty five, and the friend of mine's like, well, I'm out. I put my bid in at one, and I found out at three that 10 bids have come in at 800000 So- I look at that, and this is why it's so important that you have Brian on your side. Number one, I think Brian would have done a great job helping a friend manage expectations. Yeah. But number two, what Brian could have done for this friend was say, hey, look, that may not be the particular house for you, but we can probably get in this house for 725 And so you just need somebody on your side that can help you do the right thing, find it. And here's the other thing, for the people selling it, uh, you need somebody on your side that helps you say, hang on, we're going to make sure you don't sell a house for six ninety nine when people are ready to pay 800000 That's why Brian's as good as he is, because he's going to make sure whether you're buying it's the right decision or whether you're selling it's the right decision. That's why he's our guy. He should be your guy as well. Tailor-made pools, look, it is getting warmer. It's January. Yeah. Look at what the temperatures are going to be this week, man. It is warming up. We're yeah, talking beautiful. San Diego-type weather. It means you need a San Diego-type pool. Tailor-made pools, Alan Taylor standing by to build a pool of your dreams. Ask about available financing. Alan can be reached at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. You and I got a text today from our yes. old pal Marcus in Poway. Mark Nimitz said, hey, guys, tell Alan turn his phone on. You know he's in the back practicing his putting or hanging out watching uh, Shit's Creek. Good Canadian humor. But goddamn, Alan, get to work. I got a guy coming in who wants a pool. Yeah. And so uh, he didn't even say, I want the Pam Greer special. <laughs> he just said, I'm going in and getting it. So uh, thank you to Mark Nimitz for, for sending his friend over to TaylorMade Pools. You should be doing the same, whether it's for you or for a friend of yours to make sure that pool that's going in the backyard is the pool, is the envy of not only uh, your neighbors, but all your family members that come over and tell uh, Alan to put in those special tablets that when that little nephew of yours that you don't like, that little kid, Glenn, yeah. over there in the corner, he's get that weird look in his face. Glenn, you peeing in my pool? Boy, God, Glenn. You're not mine, but I'll hit you like you're mine. <laughs> Kick you right in the ass, kid. Tom Dempsey style, right through the uprights. 63 yards below sea level, right over the fence. You go over to the Murphy's house, you can piss in their little dog shit pool. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, when you want to have the perfect pool, the only guys to call are the guys at TaylorMade Pool. As uh, we get to the next uh, advertiser, I just want to look up at the TV screen right now. Okay. Yeah. Do you see has the the lines for this week's uh, yep. NFC and AFC Championship game? Did ESPN mess up and put the Chargers colors instead of the Rams colors on oh, the screen? Oh, that's funny. Those are the Charger colors. That's funny. Yeah, they should have a little darker blue, that huh? should be royal blue. That's yeah. fucking powder blue. Jesus Who Christ. goofed? Who goofed? Van Pelt. <laughs> Baldy. Jeff mentioned Dan Williams earlier in the show. There's a reason why he's going to see Garth Brooks and been seeing a lot of great bands. Dan Williams has helped Jeff out tremendously. He can help you out, too. He's helped me out as well. But the best thing about Dan for me, even though he's a friend, man, he knows to keep those conversations short. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy, Tim, from Kaiser. He's the guy that's <laughs> going to sit there and he's going to help you out. And right away, it's, it's amazing how well he knows his business. He can help you out. He's not going to sit there and just keep you on the phone for no reason at all. He'll get to the, the part of the problem. And the best thing is you're going to get out of debt, and he's going to teach you how to be out of debt. He's going to get you out of the rental market. He's going to help you buy your first property. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Yeah, and if you take a look right now, there is a great video series that's currently on our website. It is the uh, CALM video series, CALM video series. Nice. That'll help. And if you go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, you can find it right there. It's a short series, and it's so good. And this is a thing, too, that we talk about often, Dave. And, and Dan, I talked to Dan the other night, and he said, hey, I'd like you to have Jack and Cade watch this. Will you have them watch it? And I said, yes, because it's the one thing that disappoints me about high school. They never really do talk to you about managing no, your finances or building your credit, or realizing what a 29% interest on a credit card could do. Or engagement Espe- ring. I was just going to say, <laughs> if you're going from living on $1 house salads at Denny's to buying your $1,400 engagement ring from, from Mark and Skip the Robbins Brothers, or whoever those two assholes were, and they charge you 29%, how do you balance it? How do you balance a checkbook? Because uh, I did not. I'm very, very candid with my sons that I made huge mistakes in my 20s and didn't pay attention to it because you thought you're cool or it doesn't matter. And when I got older and got married and went to buy a house, it was insanely embarrassing that my credit score wasn't good enough to qualify for the loan, even though my finances were. But luckily, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart played a huge part in getting me back to the numbers where I want. So yeah, on a day like today, when I'm goofing around, looking for Colorado Avalanche tickets, and I happen to see that I can get four seats for Garth Brooks and I can take my kids and their mom and we can be in row four on the floor and we can afford it and still make my car payment next week and still pay off King season tickets and other thing else, make the mortgage payment and everything else, uh, that means a lot. So borrow smart, repay smart is all of it. But go to DaveAndJeffShow.com right now for the Calm Video Series. You'll find the link right there. Uh, not only for you and your spouse, but also for your kids. Get the early uh, seeds planted to help them manage their finances the right way. It'll make a huge difference for them going down the road, and they'll thank you not only now but later as well. Absolutely right. Kyle Fluger, so you want to talk to when it comes to websites. Jeff just mentioned ours. We're very proud of it. Our website is uh, doing exactly what we want it to do. Again, he can help you out with your website. Change your business around, 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Had been absolutely the best. His family's a little under the weather, so we send our best to Flugs right now. Get them healthy. But, yeah. Do they have Lyme disease? Uh, I don't know if they have that. Uh, they might have. I think they were dealing with ticks. Yes. 
They're out in the redwood forest, the Gulf Stream waters. Kyle had that little ukulele out. He said, well, we're going to play. We're going to go every place on this land is your land. <laughs> and then it was like uh, Cousin Greg in succession when he had those goddamn mites from Connor's play that came out of the sand. I finished season two. Good. It was pretty goddamn good. It is good. I told you to watch season two. Yeah. Tom's, you are Tom. Uh, but <laughs> when you say that. I know you don't like it, but you are. And I think uh, I think Woods is your cousin, Greg. <laughs> that's fine. I'll take it. If that's the case, I'll take Tom. Ah. Uh, did you see Woods crying tonight? No. Because somebody was like, oh, you should do this on the show. Don't do bits anymore. Only sports. <laughs> he got food poisoning the other day. He did? Yeah. He had bad turkey loaf, he said. <laughs> Where do you get turkey loaf? He made it. Didn't cook it all the way. Oh, no. Yep. Well, that could fuck a guy up. Oh, big time. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I hope he rallies back. Oh, it wasn't like he bought it at a restaurant. He made it himself, dipshit. Why is he making turkey love? <laughs> the fuck's he doing over there? I think he said he, from now on he's staying away from all loaves of meat. Woods gang puck over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's staying away from all loaves of meat? Yeah. I had a dime. Yeah, you said that before. And then rent was due. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, fuck. Not, we don't do bits anymore. Only sports. <laughs> Fucking shut up, you puss. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going January 24th. Okay. This one's sad, okay? All right. And, and honestly, when you, when you see the movie, you realize, man, she was pretty good looking. Sharon Tate. Oh, Sharon Tate was hot. Yes, she was. Fuck. Uh, Sharon Tate, shit. I'll say 80. Sharon Tate would have been 82. Well, hold on. Wait, I'm, that's wrong. way off. Okay, hold on. You got to do the math with me. Okay. okay. Let's see. Forget that. She was born the same year as my dad. So. She died in what, 68? She died in 69. 69, okay. okay. She was born in 1943. So 43, so would, she would have been... 78, correct? Yeah, 57... 70, no, no, so 79. 79, yeah. 79, there we go. God damn, I was right, right there. You were right there. I'll say uh, 5 million. 300,000, it says. She was married to Polanski. Yeah, but I don't know what the fuck... That little fucking pervert. <laughs> no kidding, what a weirdo. Watching schoolgirl school girl porn... Wasn't one of the people in that, uh, one of the women in that house also like part of the Folgers family or something? Like yeah. someone had a shitload of money, right? Yeah. Um, somebody said, and I haven't read it. I'm a couple of books backed up, but I heard a wild book is Chaos. There's a book out called Chaos. I think the author's name is Tom O'Neill. And it talks about all this shit in the 60s. Tom O'Neill lived next to Bugliosi, okay, who wrote Helter Skelter. And apparently this book is so goddamn crazy that it says there might have been a little bit of a conspiracy theory around the whole uh, Manson murders. Wow. And that there could have been a whole lot of shit going on. But I heard that book. I haven't read it, so I can't speak to it. But I heard that book, Chaos, if you're into that kind of shit. Because you liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Sure did. Wild. Um, Yeah, all that stuff is so goddamn good. But, yeah, I heard that book's wild. All right, Neil Diamond. 
Neil Diamond was cool. When I was in high school, we had a teleseat. And Dave, you probably don't remember teleseat. But teleseat was put in by the Padres. It was their version to kind of deal with Ticketmaster and Ticketron. Ticketmaster and Ticketron. I remember those. And so I think it was... Weren't those like you go to May Company to get your tickets? Yeah, May Company or uh, Innerworld up in Oceanside where they sold all the... uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabong's, you could go up there, and then you'd have to wait in line, right, because the dumb fuck in front of you couldn't figure out the seating chart. Do you have any on the aisle? Just fucking buy your seats, fuckface. <clears throat> I almost jumped a different and, uh, and so uh, we had a teleseat. So my mom, I've said it, my mom was a single mom. So I was a junior in high school. Neil Diamond was coming to the sports arena. Yeah. I knew my mom wanted to go, so I had like eight people lined out in front of the sporting goods store in front, and I punched in two tickets for me and my mom. I put those aside, and then I let everybody else in. So by the time High Five Sports Shop and Encinitas opened up, the only thing available was about Terrace 18, because I'd fucking already gone through it to get my own. (laughs) So I saw Neil Diamond then, and then Katie Temple, we love her around here, Yes. The goddamn dream, except for don't let Katie Temple buy concert tickets for you. Because she said to me about 10 years ago, hey, do you want to take your wife? I've got great seats for Neil Diamond. Do you want to go? I said, you know what? Yeah. Saw him a thousand years ago. He's a lot of fun. Katie said, perfect. I got it. And don't you know, Dave? Katie locked it up. She got seats in the back row of the sports arena. I mean, the back fucking row. <laughs> I'm like, my God. Do you exploit all your contacts to get these done? Hey, we could not have been any further away. Neil could have fucking... I think Neil lived in Rancho Santa Fe for a while. Is that right? But now he's uh, fighting Alzheimer's. Yeah. And, it, uh, and dude, his drummer was Ronnie Tut. And Ronnie Tut was with Elvis and then with Neil Diamond. So those... Way too long to just fucking tell you how old the guy is, for Christ's sake. Uh, I'm going to see Neil Diamond's 80. 81. Uh, I think he, dude, he wrote I'm a Believer. It's a fucking big song in Red Red Wine. I'm going to say he's worth uh, 200 million. Exactly right. Yeah, he was fucking Good job. cool. He was cool. All right, last one, Ed Helms. Ed Helms is funny as shit. I'll say Ed Helms is uh, 48. 48, exactly. Shut up. Yep. I'll say uh, twenty million. Twenty-five million. Fuck, I did pretty good. Did really good. All right, here we go. Question number one in five random questions. Okay. Would you consider yourself a good judge of character? Yes, hundred percent. And I, I don't, I don't hold grudges, but fuck, I pull the plug quick. <laughs> you think I'm a good judge of character? I judge people immediately. I'm a horrible judge of character. I think it's yeah. one of my biggest flaws. That's why this show. Why you've been here for yeah, I think we figured people out pretty quick. We knew Aaron Rodgers was a douche when he was in college. <laughs> he should have told his brother. Who's his brother? His brother's the one that works for ESPN now. The one that used to be quarterback at Vanderbilt. They don't talk. He doesn't talk to his parents or his brother. Oh, I don't know. What's Maybe he should have told Danica. Maybe I would have I would have told Danica. <laughs> I would have told her in a minute. Would you consider yourself reliable? Uh Yes. And I'd say I'm reliable because if I tell you I'm going to do something and I don't do it, uh, it bothers me a lot. Like, I 
I take that shit personally. I fucking hate letting people down. Yeah, why would you tell somebody you're going to do it and not do it? Right. I just hate fucking letting people down. Yeah, good. Yeah. Would you say you were Yes, alive? 100% I am. Did, you didn't answer. Do you think you're a good judge of character? No, I told you I'm not. I'm a horrible really? judge. Of, yeah, dude, I'm terrible. I, I think it's one of my biggest flaws. One is, I tell you, two of my biggest flaws are this. Yeah, let me hear this. I, uh, I'm loyal before someone deserves my loyalty. I get burned all the time. Yeah. And then uh, I hate it. And then I think it's the worst thing about me. And then I think I'm a bad judge of character because I think people are going to turn out fine and then they end up stabbing me in the back or something. How about you talking about some girl who looks like she's 19 that everybody's checking out her rack? Maybe what you, turn your filter on. What are you talking about? You did it fucking last show. Oh, dude, she's, a, dude, she's a kid. What are you talking? Well, you're the guy. I go, oh, how old's, yeah, how yeah. old's Erica? Uh, 34. Okay. What are you, I know she's 34. 19. I didn't know. <laughs> Like <laughs> she puts it, I hate these. They hate this show with our logo. I hate this show. She's actually thirty. <laughs> you sure? Yes. Because she was just telling anybody who didn't ask two months ago. Oh, I'm thirty now. I'm thirty. I can't believe I'm thirty. You should have done the Mark Grant deal, the Who, and then the Cares. <laughs> no, we love her. Yeah, I know, but it would have upset her. We like to upset her more than we love her. That's true. <laughs> that is true. God, she's a little bit of a hothead. She needs to calm down. All right, here we go. This gives me anxiety. Okay. Are you good at charades? Oh, fuck no. Yeah, me neither. And if somebody, if you go anywhere and they go, let's play charades, aren't you thinking, I got to get the fuck out of here? I got to get the fuck out of here. Right? Sound the 50s before yeah. TV. What's this charades bullshit? All right, let's go through our group right now. Okay, I'm going to start throwing names out. You tell me good or bad at charades, okay? okay? No, this is great. We're going to start with our sponsors. Alan Taylor. No way. <laughs> no way. No fucking way. Has no time for it, but we'll have plenty of cold beer. Brian Curry? No way. No, Brian did not get at it. Dan Williams? Yes. 100%. 100%. I completely agree. Flukes? I say no. I don't know. Do you think so? Flukes is probably. You know what? They camp a lot. They probably play charades a lot. Flukes is good at doing those goddamn shadow, shadow puppets. puppets. He's doing that. <laughs> Look at it. It's the bunny. It's a dinosaur eating a bunny. Oh, fuck. Uh, all right. Let's go. Pete and Point Loma. No way. <laughs> Pete knows how to play charades. Then <laughs> Billy is not. Yeah, you're probably right. That's a good call. I'm going to give you another one. I think Billy would punch Pete in the face for even bringing up. Let's Sounds play charades. like pulling yeah. on his ear. <laughs> yeah. Two words. Movie. Movie. Oh, for Christ's sakes, Pete. Get the fuck out. Get a hold of yourself. Get back to Coronado. Wall Jeff. I say no. I think he is. <laughs> I think he's a charades guy. Hang on, I got a couple of Go surprise entrants. Craig Meddy. Ah, uh, yeah, he's probably a charades no, guy. No, he's the most impatient guy we've ever you met. Think so? My God, his poor wife would probably be up there doing it. What is it? Just chugging out of the yellow cups. He is. He's a you solid cup guy. Throw people off that fucking show. It's the funniest thing ever. That's true. That's a good call. I like that. Maybe you're Maddie a good has, character. Fuck no. I love Matty. Dude, he has no... He, he goes... He goes zero to 60. That's why I fucking love him. 
He goes 0-60 faster than anybody. There's no fucking chance he has the patience for that game. He has no patience. You think he's playing Trivial Pursuit? He's a slots guy. And don't insult him with saying, let's go play penny slots. Uh, Costa. Yeah, Costa's definitely a hundred percent. He probably brings it up. He probably brings the... the uh, you know what he likes playing? That bullshit Burt Convy show, Pictionary. Right? Or win, lose, or draw. That That's what it, it was. Yes. And Mike's probably got that big tablet. <laughs> That's probably, yeah. What about a final one? Yeah. Paul. Paul and Megan. Oh, boy. That's a tough one, too. I'll say no. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. They are good at it. I'll say Woods is good at it. I think, Woods I think the whole fucking show is probably good at it. They Ben's probably good do at it. it. Yeah. Ben's good at it. I think Woods. Elston's good at it. Oh, you know, Elston's good at it. I'd tell you what about Elston. You know what? I'd tell you what. I would take Elston because I'm telling you, one of his sneaky talents would be that fucker would know good clues. See, I think yeah. we'd think we're good at it, and we just give horrible clues. Dude, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. I think I think Elston would give good clues. I think he'd be the sneaky pick. Yeah, fuck charades. Don't ever invite me anywhere. Oh, you guys are going to play charades. Or karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> Mock, ing, bird. Yeah, fuck. You eat shit, <laughs> Mockingbird, yeah. What a fucking jerk. All right, here we go. Two more. Okay. Would you consider yourself a daredevil? <laughs> no, I just told you. I wouldn't even fucking film a movie. Shawshank. No way. I had plenty of motorcycle days, and my sons laugh all the time about how I crash motorcycles. And so... We went to a bar tonight because we'd been in Del Mar. Yeah. We go to Jimmy O's. My buddy Keith Nordling owns Jimmy O's in Del Mar. So we go in, we get a burger, we're hanging out watching the game. And there's about six people in there that are just fucking loaded, right? And you go, oh, shit. Like, when's the last time you're in a bar? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's up, fucker? And he's like, oh, God, right? So my son's like, oh, I thought one of those guys was going to go right through a table, fall through a table. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty jacked up. And my son's like, do you ever get that hammered at a bar? And I go, you know, man, if you don't listen to anything else I ever tell you, go to a bar, have fun, make sure you have a ride home, and get the fuck out of the bar by midnight. Just get the fuck out by midnight. Because it's after that, what do you fucking say? Fuck it. You want to walk outside? So I was like, no, man. Bar fights never happened. Never got in trouble. We got the hell out. But I told him, I would have saw a dude get his fucking tooth knocked out. Right? I saw plenty of guys get bloody nose because they didn't lead with their face. Um, <laughs> but uh, you just go, God damn, get the hell out of there. Right? So yeah. just any of that shit. But No, I'm not a daredevil either. No, but I'm like, afraid yeah. of heights, for Christ's sakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Not doing any of that shit. Mm. All right, last one. How often do you get a haircut? Uh, I need to go, I should probably go every five weeks. Okay. What about you? Once a month. Yeah, that's good. Just automatic once a month. Just glad we still need to go, right? Yeah, no kidding. You know what? You're right. Fuck. You're absolutely right. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, now do you go? Dude, how the, weird would this be, dude? If like you and I, one of us had a hairpiece, <laughs> like like dude, we we couldn't stop staring at it. I'm in Kaiser on Friday, and this guy strolls into the room 
Like he's the cock of the walk, right? And this fucking thing on his head looks like it comes out of the sample book at Sid's Carpet Barn. And you're like, dude, you didn't even fool me for a second. What are you so confident about? Oh, my God. It's awful. I had a lady call me. She's a, a family friend. She she was just start, just got married. And she called me. This is when I used to have the Bluetooth ear thing. Yeah, stick yeah, in. yeah. And uh, she calls me, and I said, hold on a second. Let me get my earpiece. And she goes, yeah, my husband wears one, too. And I went, what do you say? I go, my ear, the Bluetooth. Oh, forget what I just said. Please nope. don't repeat that. Oh, I will. Yeah, how about that? And she said, I can sub- couldn't stop staring at her husband's hair. Oh, he wears one, too. I go, first of all, I don't. Second thing, I'm talking about my Bluetooth, so what? <coughs> and then she's like, please don't repeat that. Ah, uh, well, you just did. No, I didn't say names. <laughs> Initials? No, I'm not giving those either. <laughs> All right, when should we go off? Uh, there won't be a show Wednesday, um, so I think we're going, I think we'll be right back tomorrow night. All right, let's try and do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll come back tomorrow night. We'll do another one. We'll get you ready for the playoffs, and then we're uh, done until a week from Wednesday. Good deal. All right, All right. see you tomorrow.